Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Joseph Clough and this is episode 863. Now in today's episode, we're talking about how to overcome anxiety in seven steps. Now, when I say overcome anxiety, it is absolutely possible in every single way because I know, because I used to feel it. I used to always be anxious. Probably one of the biggest symptoms, I'm gonna say symptoms for a certain reason, which we'll dive into. But I used to feel the symptom of anxiety throughout my day, probably for most of the week and the month and the year, all the way for the first 18 years of my life until I discovered I could not keep on being this way. So the first thing that usually people do, number one, is try to sedate themselves from anxiety. So ask yourself, if I experience anxiety, what kind of behaviors, what kind of habits am I implementing to sedate the anxiety? Or escapism. Now for some, it could be drinking. For some, it could be smoking. Some people could be eating. Some people could be just staying home in your comfort zone. It's a form of changing your emotional state. But if we are going to stop it, if we're gonna quit the anxiety and actually shine because of the anxiety, you have to accept the reality that you are experiencing anxiety. And I say experiencing because it is just, just, feels really huge and big, but it is just an experience. In other words, it's a strategy that you are presently feeling, and that means you have the possibility of a new experience. So in order to deal with it, we've got to acknowledge it. We've got to accept that right now, I'm anxious. I'm an anxious person. Right now, I'm an anxious person. Right now, I feel anxiety. It doesn't mean that is who you are. It's just what you're presently doing. That's your present experience. And it can be for many variety of reasons in your past. It could have been some big, huge events in your past. And I don't really worry about those. I'm more worried about what we do in this present moment. So number one, do not sedate yourself. Do not run away from it. You cannot escape it. It's always going to be there beneath the surface. So let's just look in the mirror and go, right now, this is where I am. You see, the acceptance or the validation that we're experiencing anxiety gives us the power to overcome it, to deal with it, to do what has to be done. And that leads me into number two, because it changes our relationship with anxiety. Because if we escape it, if we try to avoid it, if we try to run away from it, if we try to bury it deep within the unconscious mind where it lives, you feel more separated, right? You feel more separated. And you will eventually even start to hate anxiety. I mean, what's there to love about anxiety after all? The effect of anxiety does not allow you to live in abundance. It does not allow you to have great relationships. It doesn't allow you to go and evolve your career. It doesn't. It definitely is not good for the health anxiety. So why would I say we don't want to hate it? Well, we may want to dislike the actual result of anxiety, but we've got to think about what is running that anxiety. It's not something from the outside. You might have stressful events happening, but it's how we are doing it. And by we, I mean you and your unconscious mind. And more importantly, your unconscious, or some people say subconscious, 
we can use both. It doesn't really matter in my opinion. We just need to define the unconscious mind, that part of you, is running it. So if you hate the anxiety, then you're sending hate to the part of you which is running it, which is unconscious. How are you ever able to negotiate with someone to come up with a different strategy to be able to do things differently if you're speaking or feeling from a place of hate? So number one, accept where we are. Don't run away from it, but also start to recognize rather hate and create a bigger divide between you and your best friend, the unconscious mind. We want to make sure that we change our relationship. So how do we start to think about changing our relationship? Number one, think about the intention. Why on earth would your unconscious mind be running the process of anxiety? Why? That's a good question to ask. Why does it do it? Ultimately, it's a protective mechanism. Anxiety is like a superhero trying to bounce and leap and bound to all the possible scenarios. It's like always trying to figure out what's going to happen, to try to protect you. And I say try because try means tried. It doesn't do it fully or completely. So your unconscious mind is trying to protect you. Isn't that a good and great thing? We might not like the behavior, but the intention is good. It is pure. It is doing the, and also, yeah, it's doing the best it can do right now. With all the mindset that it has, with all the learnings from the past or the experience of the past, it is operating from what it thinks it knows is best. Therefore, we can at least appreciate, accept, and understand it's just a mechanism gone wrong. It's just an experience that we are experiencing with a protection mechanism. And I want you to love the protection mechanism. Don't love the the outcome, but love the part of you that is trying to protect you. So that changes our experience. We've accepted we experience anxiety, we're not running away, and now we're changing the hate or the dislike to nurture. Because if you are going to negotiate with your unconscious mind, you want to be able to be in a resourceful supporting state, which allows that negotiation to get a better outcome. The third thing is we need to be able to gain a new perception. And these kind of build upon each one, right? Because they're all doing the changing of our perception. But when I think of anxiety, I want to sometimes lean into it in an odd way, right? The odd way is to be more stoic, In other words, to be consciously aware of all the negative things which could happen. You see, a weird thing starts to happen when you start to become consciously aware of all the potential scenarios of what could happen. You see, usually it's in our mind. We distort, we delete, we generalize, and it's just all out of control. Well, if you slow down the process and then empty out every worst case scenario, and I mean to the very extreme, you'll start to go, actually, this one, that one, this one, this one, this one, the chances of that happening is not going to happen. So it allows you to have a, rather being in the moment of anxiety, we get into a place of objectivity. What is the realistic outcome? Like the worst case scenario is that we don't survive. 
that's the worst case scenario because of that anxiety experience of what could happen. The chances are that's not going to happen based on your past experience because you have anxiety yet you're still here. So become aware consciously of all the things which could happen. When you do, you can start to kind of go, well, this is not going to really happen. Well, maybe I'm blowing this one out of proportion. Maybe I'm generalizing this situation a little bit. And it allows you to feel more in control. Rather than running away, you feel more in control of what could and what could happen. Now, let's just say you have some which go, well, actually, Joseph, that's a little bit realistic. Well, then you start to think of scenarios of how you can be different, which leads to the number fourth one, which is to ask different questions. You Usually we go, why does this always happen to me? What if this happens? which then goes into a ton of reasons and validations of what could happen. Well, I would ask, rather, why am I like I am? Or why has this always happened to me? I'll just switch it out to go, how? How can I be different? How can I go into this situation and be different? How can I learn from this past experience? You see, if I ask how, I'm causing my unconscious mind, which runs the anxiety, to change the perception again and look for learnings, look for alternatives. At the moment, we go, this always happens, this is why I'm like I am, and it just reaffirms those as reasons and even excuses to stay the same. But as soon as you switch it around into a how can I be different, how can I solve this, or how can I learn from this, that once I learn from will allow me to be safer tomorrow, now you're sending your unconscious mind into a totally different location. It's looking for solutions. It's small, but it can be very impactful. And that leads me to the fifth one, and that is to identify. In other words, you need to allow the unconscious to become conscious. Rather it just happening beneath the surface at 100 mile an hour, rather it just happening automatically and naturally, you need to become conscious of your experience. Be conscious of the triggers. Because the reason why that's very, very important is because the triggers are going to lead you to the cause. They definitely will do. Sometimes you need help from someone else to get to that place, like a specialist, someone who can do it, but you can go on this journey by yourself. For example, notice the triggers when you get anxious. Then slow down the process and ask yourself, well, what is the most consistent thought that I'm having around this situation? What is the most constant mindset or belief I have? Because the anxiety is not generated just from nothing. It is an unconscious belief, a conscious thought, that, or unconscious as well, but that thought, belief, mindset, that conclusion gives life to the anxiety, it generates it. We just don't feel anxiety for no reason. We do it because there's 
like a strategy, like there's a starting point and the end point. Let's say the anxiety is nearer to the end point, if not the end point. Well, what is the steps before that? What are the triggers? Is it someone I see? Is it some person? Is it um, in a certain situation, a boss? Is it a partner? Is it around money? Is it around um, the imposter syndrome or being found out, the fear of failure, the fear of success, the fear of not knowing enough, not being enough, the fear of rejection? You see, those kind of beliefs are going to be the things which generate anxiety. So if you don't solve the anxiety and just put your attention in solving the core, then the anxiety cannot exist. The anxiety is the um, the flame. But what's going to keep the flame going? Well, it's going to be the oxygen, right? It's going to be the fuel of that to keep the flame going. So we need to discover what is the fueling of the anxiety. And it's going to be more around belief and mindset. Now, that leads me on to the sixth one, which I believe is the real true game changer, which is to meet the issue where it lives, the unconscious. And how do we do that? Well, we use hypnosis. Hypnosis is the ability and it's the skill set, it's the process, it's the technique. When done right, not just positive statements like many other people do, not just positive affirmations, not just this or that. It's about the right kind of hypnosis. I believe in the evolutionary way of hypnosis, which is getting the unconscious mind, your best friend, to learn and grow. Because if I can provide it with an alternative strategy, which is gonna keep you safer, biologically, it will take it on. You just gotta find maybe the person, the hypnotist, or uh, the right kind of person who delivers hypnosis, where it be within my app or working with someone, um, or myself, my program, whatever it is, who's able to be able to upgrade the system. But whatever happens, Hypnosis is the direct route to your unconscious mind when done right. When it doesn't go right is when maybe people tell you to work on the symptoms, which I said, that's, that's not going to work. Anxiety is not always the real issue. There's something beneath that. The once uncovered and solved will allow you to live a life so rich, so full of gratitude, so abundant that you'll look back and go, oh my goodness, it's a night and day experience. So use hypnosis. That's why I do what I do. I've been doing hypnosis for the last 22 years because it solved my anxiety. It solved my limiting beliefs, the imposter syndrome, although the term wasn't even probably even coined back then. But it definitely solved it. And the last point, number seven, very easy or kind of hard, which is never give up. If you don't give up, you don't quit, you're going to get there. Yes, there may be some trip ups. Maybe you see another hypnotherapist or another person who does unconscious work and it doesn't work. Don't take that on as a full blown conclusion that it's not going to work for you. Sometimes you need to find just the right person or the right solution for you. So don't give up on the process. Don't make you think that you're broken or unfixable. It's a total liar. A total liar. It's just there are a lot of hypnotherapists out there, not all, but there's still a lot who haven't been trained, in my opinion, the right way to be able to deal with the root cause. That's the biggest thing. So never feel like it's going to fail you because if you do it right, you will never 
ever need to give up because it will happen. After all, every so-called no will lead you to the yes. Every so-called failure is a learning. So if you don't give up, then you can't quit. You gotta get that. Now, I'm gonna add to this, which is ultimately look for the people who can solve it or have gone through it or who have solved it for themselves and solve it for other people. And the reason why I say that is because we usually try to gravitate to the people who are like us. So if we're anxious, we tend to seek out validation as to why we are anxious with those people. Don't do that. <laughs> like you gotta go, I'm not gonna quit and I'm gonna look for examples of people who have overcome what I've gone through because that will give you inspiration. It will give you evidence that it's possible. Even if you don't think it will work for you, at the very least you'll go, look, I know that it is possible because someone else has someone else has actually solved this. So look for the people who hold the solution or who are inspirations to you because if you look for people who will just confirm your present situation as a reality, it's not going to really, really help. So those are my seven kind of steps. Accept that you are presently experiencing anxiety. Don't escape it. Don't sedate it. You got to accept this is what I'm presently experiencing. Doesn't have to be long term. Doesn't have to be forever. But there's what I'm presently accepting. Then leads us to number two, which is rather hate it. Realize it's your best friend, your unconscious mind that is only trying to protect you. So have a bit more grace. Go to that um, negotiation with your unconscious mind from a place of love because it's loving you, trying to protect you. And then I say gain perception and gain clarity. Come up, be aware of all the things which could happen. And then you can realize they're not really all going to happen. And then you can start to deal with the ones which could happen. It just really breaks things down and it allows you to experience life that bit better. And then I said to ask different questions. Don't say, why am I like this? What if this happens? Ask how questions. How can I be different? How can I learn from this that once I learn will allow me to be better? And that causes your unconscious mind to switch its focus from reasons and validations to stay the same into solutions of being the powerful you. And then I said to identify the, the triggers. Be conscious of this unconscious process, for when you do, it will lead you back to the source, the cause of all the effects of anxiety. And then I had said to use hypnosis, because that is the process which works with the unconscious mind. Just make sure you do it in the right way, not just positive suggestions. It's got to be this evolution of learning, of reconnecting with your unconscious mind. And then lastly, never give up. Don't look for the people to keep you down or to validate who you are of being an anxious person. That's just who I am because it's not. Look for the people who have succeeded. Look for the inspirations. Look for the people who have overcome it and then do whatever it takes to work with that person or to at least model that person or do whatever you can. At the very least, you'll have evidence that it is possible. And to me, when you know something's possible, possible even, it gives you a bit more faith, a bit more belief and certainty to be able to achieve the things that you want. So with that, you can also download my hypnosis um, app if you wish at freehypnosis.app. 
you got lots of free stuff in there. You've got so many different types of audios and stay sessions, sleep sessions, four hour long sleep sessions. Make sure you download them before you go to airport mode though. And on top of that, you can favor them. You can um, repeat them, download them. Um, you've got morning meditations. You've also got audio programs in there. You've got everything you need. And if we haven't got everything in there, I'm working on it. Uh, you can even create custom hypnosis sessions. And of course, if you are enjoying my work, please go to um, within the app. You can actually scroll right down to the bottom of the home page or the home screen, you should say. And there's a little um, writer review um, section there. And on top of that, you can create all these playlists and profiles in your own little section. Your own little section is right there now. So. Once again, download the app at freehypnosis.app if you haven't already. And I will look forward to speaking to you on a future episode, which will be episode 864. Many thanks and goodbye.